You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from Beverly. She writes, as we were reading in Joshua tonight with our seven-year-old, she asked a question that I've wondered myself. Are we able to see any of the stones of remembrance that they talk about laying down after an event? And she writes, there's examples of this in Joshua 4, Joshua 7. It is said several times throughout the Old Testament, and I've always wondered if they have found piles of stones in the Holy Land that they think might be stones of remembrance because it says they are, quote unquote, there until this day, which I assume is talking about when the book was written and not necessarily this day. It's fascinating, Hannah. When we go to Israel, some of the questions we get, one of my favorite was a friend of yours that believed there were sandal candles. I knew you were going to bring this up. (laughs) Sandal candles with Randall. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she was wrong. Here's the thing. There are guides that will tell you, this is the very spot. This is the very thing. When it comes to the 12 stones or what we call carams sometimes, the short answer is no. Geographic features that never change we might say are fixtures like a mountain, a valley, a river, or a stream. But something, quote, man-made that wasn't built, like a pile of rocks, it's going to change over time. And it's interesting. I actually did a little homework on this because I went to some archaeological sites that I like, and they debate the size of the stones. Uh There's a display at Entrance in Genesis that has these flat rocks stacked up. I think they all got it wrong because each tribe would have been very proud of their rock. Hmm. And they would have gotten the biggest stone they could have moved. And the other thing is the Jordan River changes with seasons. So spring melt, you have more water. And in the summer, you have less. Uh So arguably, when they crossed the river, you wanted to see those rocks. Hmm. So they would have had to stack them in such a way that when the river was high, at least you would be aware they are present. All that to say, short answer, no. Let me, however, say this. Mount Hermon, Mount Moriah, Mount Tabor, Mount Zion, Mount Carmel, Mount of Olives. Those are like God's stones of remembrance. They're still there. (laughs) They're still there. And let's let's talk about a couple of these. Let's talk about Mount Carmel. You've been there. You remember at the top of Mount Carmel and that monastery we walked up top, yep. we looked over a valley. Yeah. What story did we talk about? I didn't pray. I didn't give her any I don't know. I don't this. know. I've, as, as you would say, I've slept since that's, then. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, <laughs> this was Elijah and oh, the prophets of Baal. Okay. And, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Pour and, on the water, more water, more water. Uh-huh, this one, yeah. uh-huh. And so that happens on Mount Carmel and there's a statue of, uh, mm. of the prophet there. Now, you're looking over the valley of Jezreel. Okay. To one area to the east, you're seeing the Valley of Megiddo. Yeah. The larger valley is the Valley of Jehoshaphat. In this area, so much biblical history transpires. Mm. Do you remember looking from that monastery toward Jordan, there was an X on the ground? No. Remember that big X? And it was an Air Force landing base. Wow. And that's, that's where the... I've been there um, twice. This is why you have to go not only once, but multiple times in your life. It's, and well, and it helps if you're leading tours because you got to memorize all this stuff to teach it, right? To be fair. But there's actually an Air Force base there, and they have a full wing of F-16s underground there, if probably other jets too, sure. that they have wow. outfitted. But on certain days, they have touch and goes where they take off uh, and land. Cool, cool, cool. So if you're there on a clear day, you can hear them whizzing by. Uh-huh. Anyway... Why is this important? I don't know. This is the valley of Megiddo. Okay. 
it becomes known as Har Megiddo, which means the mountain of Megiddo, which is glossed in Revelation 16, 16, yeah. Armageddon. Ah, ah. And that's where this big debate about the final battle uh-huh. at the Valley of Armageddon. Yep. Well, as Dr. Charlie Dyer taught me many moons ago, and I've studied it to prove him wrong, and he was right, there's no <laughs> battle. It's a gathering. Yeah. It's the assembly yep. of the nations against Christ. Yeah. Jesus isn't going to sit there for 18 days and fight these people. Right. He's going to say a word and it's right. going to be over. If he right? created the earth in six I, days only yep. using his words. <laughs> I think he can handle it. Yeah. That's just one. Not uh, the earth. That's the galaxies, a, the universe. Yeah, that's not a stone of remembrance, but that's a permanent mountain. I mean, until there's another, sure. you know, devastation of earthquakes or you know, if there's a local flood that would take, even then these valleys don't move. Kedron Valley. Yeah. You come out of the garden of Gethsemane and you walk down the so-called Hosanna trail up on the top yep. and you go in the city. That's the Kedron Valley left and right. Far as the eye can see Jewish cemetery, those big boxes yep. Yep. and there's tens yep. of thousands of them. It's yep. prime real estate. That Valley of Kedron plays in the eschaton. It was there in the time of Christ. It was important in all, all kinds of biblical history. Yep. So I can go on and on about this prattling, but my point to this great question is we don't have something like the stones of remembrance, but, and there's a lot of theology behind those. I don't mean to skirt that, mm-hmm. but we do have archaeological evidence. Last thing, uh, let's go back to a mountain, Mount Moriah. This is where Abraham is commanded to take his son Isaac, your only son, whom you love, and sacrifice him to me. And he goes up, and you know the story. He's got the wood and the fire, and he ties him on the altar, and the Lord provides a ram. You know what that mountain is. What happens at Mount Moriah after all this? This is where the temple is built. Oh, wow. Wow. So Solomon's temple that David wanted to build is on the hill of Mount Moriah. Yeah, of course. And when you go to the Dome of the Rock today, the so-called Herodian Plaza, and you see that big Muslim Dome of the Rock, you know, blistering the top of that, and there's an argument about which elevation stone would have been the one that, you know, Abraham went to and when Solomon's temple was built, let's just say we're give or take, you know. A a few football fields. Not even that. No, I'm maybe 20 yards tops. Wow any direction because if you look at the east gate and you're looking directly east toward the Mediterranean Sea you're going okay that's where Christ is coming back that's where the temple complex will be in the future Mm -hmm. so if you're a literalist and you believe in all this which I do then that's where Abraham offered Isaac that's where the, the land purchase occurs that's where David wants to build the temple but God says no and lets him build a house below which is still there So you can go see David's house, the city of David. So there's not 12 stones there, but there are great other archaeological things that, as we say, the archaeology doesn't confirm the Bible. The Bible confirms archaeology. Love it. All right. If you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Germain. 